Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. And we are here once again on another Monday. It is February 13th, 2017, a day before Valentine's Day. And I am, this is Big Daddy's Hard Talk, volume 57, and I am Big Daddy, and I'm joined by the lovely Felicia Brown. Hello, everyone. What's up? Now, we're going to start the show. we got a couple of different things to talk about. Felicia has a movie mm-hmm. review. Yes. Felicia saw the Grammys last night. I don't watch award shows, so it is what it is. This one, I kind of sort of wish I did watch. Because I saw some of the performances, and I'm like, wow, maybe I need to step out my box a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the WWE had a pay-per-view last night Elimination Chamber And once again Smackdown took off their boot Took off their shoe And stuck it right up Raw's behind <laughs> I'm sorry It was what it was mm-hmm. And we do have a new WWE Heavyweight Champion We will get back to that Um we mm-hmm. have some Sixers news. Yeah, new women's champ also. And we do have some um, Sixers news. It hasn't been made official yet. The rumors are still bouncing around about a possible trade. And um, I want to start this off on a couple of different subjects. One, um, a bunch of Mexicans have protested. I should say Mexicans. I should say Latinos. Yeah. Oh, I changed it. Latinos. Lord. Protesting. Uh, and this was today. I want to say, was it in D.C.? They were protesting? I have not heard it. I was at work today. I haven't seen any news or anything. Okay. Well, it was a bunch. It had been like, uh, I seen the, uh, the number was like 180,000 Latinos oh, wow. were marching against That's this awesome. whole immigration thing. So I'm glad that they're getting together, and I'm glad that they're marching, and they should be marching, and we should be joining them with this march. Talking about Absolutely. Agent Orange, or the orange one, as we talk, as we nicknamed <laughs> him here on the Big Daddy Hard Talk, is the orange one. But uh, Buster Rouse called him Agent Orange last night, but where everybody knew who he was talking about. And how come people aren't seeing how unpopular this guy really is. When you have celebrities, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, because he's he's infamous. He's he's not popular. He's popular. He's just not liked. So he's infamous. And you as well as I know, in this country, when you're infamous, that gets you as far or even farther than being yeah. liked. So it doesn't really matter in America. Yeah, and you're right. A friend of mine told me a long time ago when the whole Big Daddy thing took off and 
I was getting some positive feedback, some negative feedback, and he pulled me to the side and said, either you're going to be famous, you're going to be infamous. Either way, you got people talking about you. Exactly. And that's where the orange one is coming across. <laughs> but just his idiotic decisions that he's been making. And every time I see a news break, my heart stops. Because I'm like, oh, what the hell did he do now? And it's him doing this and him doing that and him retweeting this and that. <sighs> On that note, <laughs> I don't want to have to keep talking about him every show, but he's given me a reason to talk about him on every show. Obama didn't give me a reason to talk about him because Obama pretty much did his job. And I thank you for that picture you showed me the other day because Obama looked like he's chilling. Go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. My man had on his white linen outfit (laughs) and his laid back shoes and his sunglasses just are chilling with his phone in his hand probably. I don't know what he's doing. But my man is totally chilling now. I think his hair started to turn back black. Yeah. And I'm looking at him like, you know what, Obama, you deserve it. Dude looked like he was straight up posed for GQ. Yeah, he did. He's all I had to chuckle to myself like, man. I had to chuckle to myself like, I'm proud of him. Yes. But okay, um, the Grammys. How was it? How were the how were the performances? I heard Chance the Rapper really yeah. did well, and he gave a moving speech. Go ahead. Yeah, he did. I actually liked the Grammys this year. I I um, opted to watch that and kind of DVR Walking Dead and switch back and forth. Um, but I liked the Grammys. I liked the performances. I felt that the winners were uh, well-deserving. Um yeah, Chance the Rapper, he's like the Grammy MVP right now. And, of course, Adele, um, which had a really weird uh, tribute to George Michael. Um, she actually kind of stopped the performance because she felt that she messed up and it wasn't up to George Michael's standards. But, you know, you know in show business, you got to keep going. Um, yes. I don't think any. I don't think anybody knew that she messed up, so for her to kind of stop and start over, it looked really bad to me. She she finished it nicely, but I just didn't like the tribute as a whole, you know. George Michael, he was vibrant. He was lively. We want to hear his, his famous songs, you know what I mean? So I didn't like the tribute. It kind of put me to sleep, kind of made you, like, want to cry. I don't know. But... I didn't like when Adele, every time she won, she gave, like, Beyonce all this cred. Like, I idolize you. You're my idol. This award belongs to you. It was just too much Beyonce butt-kissing. And anybody that knows me knows I think Beyonce is a subpar artist, just not good. Um, her performance again, I don't Tell understand Tell us what you really how. do. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I don't understand how every award show she gets to block off like 15 minutes of the show for her performance. And it was just weird. It was some weird, like, Illuminati 
Indian Shiva ritual. I don't know what she was doing. She had to, like, do it from her seat because um, she's pregnant with twins, <laughs> you know. So it was weird. But I, I liked it. The Prince tribute was off the chain. It was awesome. Finally a good Prince tribute. You know, Sheila E. did a good one a while back. Now Bruno Mars in the time did a great one, and I loved it. So it was Bruno Mars in the time? Yes, it was the time first, and then they let Bruno Mars do his thing. So the time they did their music, you know, of course, affiliated mm. with Prince. And then Prince did um, Let's Go Crazy. So Because really I saw um, a clip of Bruno Mars playing the Prince um, guitar and yes. Yes. for a hot yeah, second it took me back like yeah like, it, 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 like, it sounds just like Prince I'm sorry I, but he always, was I, don't, yeah. I was and waiting he was for Bruno well. to do something Prince related because I think that he kind of has that Prince feel to him I love Bruno Mars' mm-hmm. music and, and he, um, I'm not a Katy Perry huh? no I was just about to say um, I'm sorry if I cut you off. I was just about to say, talking about Bruno Mars, is that like when I first heard his name and heard some of his music, I wasn't a big fan. But slowly, he's starting to make me a fan of his with his upbeat mm-hmm. type of funky type of yes. music where he, he has a soulful... I thought he was a pop artist, but I'm starting to feel the soul part of him. And yeah. it's different music he's he putting out. And I'm like, okay, I'm starting to become a Bruno Mars fan. Right. It so brings you to a different time. It yes. brings you to a different time, yeah, and era. But um, yes. I'm not a Katy Perry fan, but I really like her performance. So if you have a moment, anyone, YouTube Katy Perry's performance last night. It was really good. It was different. Okay. And, of course, I, I do give credit to all the celebrities, like, in their acceptance speeches, in their performances. They were throwing shots at Trump and doing messages of, you know, kind of um, solidarity, just standing together. But at the same time, I feel like these celebrities have such a big platform and such, you know, power that they should have kind of did this before he even started, like, running. So Amen. celebrities Amen. need to know how much power they have, yeah. Amen. Yeah, because these, these – Go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, the fans follow these celebrities so much. And, you know, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, uh, people don't take voting very seriously. So I'm pretty sure the second they saw, like, their favorite celebrity go against something or say they stand for this, those people would have, you know, thought more about their vote. So, And I totally agree. And... I hate to say it, but nobody took him seriously enough to actually exactly. think he was going to get as far as he did. And I think that's where some of the, you know, where a lot of celebrities are like, oh, he's never going to come out of the primaries. Hey, he's not going to be Hillary. But now since he's there, it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> he really did it. Yeah, he You know did. what I'm saying? But like you said, they should have been – on him for as soon as he said he wanted to run, everybody should have shut him down. Yeah. But everybody laid back and was like, this clown ain't going to get this far. There's no way that this businessman, this clown, this buffoon, this reality show jerk is going to go this far. And he did it. 
And now he's sitting in the White House, putting sticking his finger up in everybody. Say, ah, yeah. 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 Okay. I thank you for watching the Grammy because, yeah. like I said, I don't do award shows, but I think I'm going to, I might start checking some of them out because some of the performances alone, you know, I've seen bits and pieces here and I definitely, I took the one with Tribe Called Quest and Buster and all that, and they had the immigrants come up on stage. I thought it was like cool. And I yeah, thought that sent a message out. Was immigrants and people that look poor and you know mm-hmm. people need to wake up because it's really us ninety nine percent versus this massive like one percent and I don't know what middle class and you know lower class people are thinking voting for him but he is not it's really us versus them and it's it's bad it is and it is and anybody that's middle to lower class, and I know I've said this 101 times, who voted on him, you're a jackass, and at the end, <laughs> you're going to, I'm sorry, you're a jackass, and at the end, you're going to regret that you did it. He's not looking out for <laughs> us, and I'm not talking about African Americans, I'm talking about poor people in general. He's not yeah. looking out for, for middle class and poor people, he's looking to help his buddies out, so they can make more billions, so they can screw it to you. And I was, um, but something else, he, he's talking to Canada about their trade embargoes and revising and tweaking that. And you can mess with Canada all you want because they're like the second highest, you know, with us as far as trading goes. You're going to screw with them mm-hmm. and screw that up, and then they're not going to trade with us anymore. Right. Go ahead and piss everybody off. Go ahead and piss everybody off. The only, only thing I can say he did that I kind of liked, and I think I said this before too, is when he told all these companies who want to take their businesses outside of the United States, if you do, I'm going to tax your ass going out, and I'm going to tax you everything that's coming back in, I'm going to tax it. Leave your businesses here. And I kind of understand that. I say, okay, this way it is kind of opening some jobs for some people. But the majority, but the majority of those jobs for them people are the immigrants, are the people who can't really speak the language that well, who will take a job making seven, eight dollars an hour, who doesn't mind doing that because they're used to making nothing. Because if you come to me or you come to like the average person who's used to making decent money, hey, I'm going to give you this job for seven dollars an hour, they're going to cut you out. That's just my opinion. Still there? Yes, I am. Oh. So, okay. We're going to move away from that. And that was good. And I thank you. Like I said, I thank you for watching the Grammys. Appreciate it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm The WWE Elimination Chamber last night. I was not really hyped up about watching it. I just wanted to mainly see the main event. I have to say, with three women's matches, a tag team gauntlet match, Orton, Harper, which kind of tore the building down, and um, it was just a decent pay-per-view. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't see the kickoff match. It was Mojo Raleigh defeating Kurt Hawkins. I didn't see it. 
And they brought Kurt Hawkins back, and I guess it didn't fly because you hadn't seen Kurt Hawkins do jack since he's been back. So it is what it is as far as him. He might be getting his future endeavors paper soon. Again, um, the first match, who was the first match? Crud. Oh, Mickey uh, James. Becky Lynch. Yeah. Becky Lynch. Decent match. Um, decent chain. I think they, they, it was clunky at first, but when they got together and they was on the same vibe, it went nicely. Um, Becky Lynch goes over with a roll up, just making Mickey James more mad. Suspect to see Mickey James, Becky Lynch, you know, feud continue. Uh, Mickey James lost weight, so I guess you can't call her Picky James anymore because she looks like a rail almost. Yeah. And I think Becky Lynch is thicker than Mickey James now, which is cool. Yeah. So that shows you how much weight this girl lost and how bad she wanted to get back into the WWE. And then it was the tag team turmoil scramble match or whatever. A bunch of decent tag matches that led into um, American Alpha winning. And um, the Usos, I like the heel Usos. I like the heel Usos. I really do. I just think mm-hmm. they need something with them just to bring them to the next level. Like, they're good. They work well together. They're kicking butt. But it's something missing. I don't know exactly what it is. I'm a big fan of American Alpha, and I hope they keep the belts for them a little bit longer. Um, I don't care how you paint up the Ascension. I don't care <laughs> how much you change the outfit, music, whatever. You're not going to get anything else out of them. And it is what it is. That was a solid match. Um, Natalia, Nikki Bella, it is what it is. It it told the story, but they don't, at the end, was just left flat. It was a double count out. And I was like, boo, whatever. Kill this feud. Who cares? And Nikki Bella is another one that lost. The, she lost at least 15 pounds. Yeah. Because she's not as thick as she was. Yeah. But she still can't work, so it is what it is. Um, <laughs> Luke Harper and Randy Orton. And I'm going to say this, and you could, people can disagree. You want to agree, disagree, chime in, whatever. The number is 718-508-9883. Luke Harper is one of the most underrated wrestlers in that company. Yeah. In that company. He is one of the most underrated wrestlers. To be his size, because he got to be 6'6", and he's not 6'7". I want to say 6'6". He moves. Not quite like a cruiserweight, but he moves very quickly. His timing is good. He gets it. His looks, his personality. He gets his gimmick over. Even him in the slightly face type of tweeter type of role that he's in, he gets it. I hope they continue to push that train with him and he doesn't hit another injury. You don't need to tag him with anybody. Don't bring the other guy back, uh, Eric Rowan. He doesn't need to tag Eric Rowan. He don't need Eric Rowan. If Eric Rowan his future endeavors papers go work the indies. I'm sorry. 
Luke Harper can carry himself by himself. Randy Orton is probably one of the greatest wrestlers of our time. He puts on great matches, and I've heard this. Now, it's just, just not coming from me. I've been places where, and I was at a Fed where even uh, uh, Ted DiBiase said that Randy Orton was that damn good. Randy Orton puts on great matches. It's just I think he worked everybody in the company two, two or three times over, and it is what it is. And I'm so glad I don't have to see another Cena-Orton match again. I don't want to see it. So these two guys really tore the building down. Orton goes over. I was kind of hoping Harper would, but I knew with Orton main event in WrestleMania wasn't going to happen, but I'm a mark like that. It is what it is. <laughs> uh, we have a new women's champion. Yeah. And, uh, yes, and Naomi finally, 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 Naomi wins a women's strap. Decent match. Alexa Bliss, again, very underrated, but she has time to win people over even more than what she has already. There's a lot of people that likes her, like her. I think that she's a great champion, but I was pulling for Naomi just because Naomi's been there for a minute now, and it was time. And I see girls that have been there less time get got more of a push than Naomi's gotten. With Naomi tweaked her, her wrestling repertoire, her entrance with the glowing stuff and blah, 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 blah. And I think at the end of that match when she went over and she teared up, I think that was legit. I don't know how much of a work that was because it looked kind of legit. What did you think of the match? I think, that was, I think that was legit emotion. I mean, come on mm-hmm. now. It, it, it ties into so much. To me, if I was her, I would be thinking about, you know, everything that's going on in this country right now, everything that she knows is going on in WWE as far as race and women. I would be crying, too. So I I think that was real emotion, yeah. But I I thought the match was good. She messed up that, the finish. Um, It was a little weird. So you saw that, too. Yeah, she kind of missed her. Um, So... But still, we've seen Naomi do really good spots. I think now the spotlight is going to be on her a lot more, so she has to, you know, fine-tune her matches, um, learn how to tell a story in matches, work on her mm-hmm. promos, and she'll be good to go. Her her glow gimmick is great. I love it. I want to do it myself just down the street. <laughs> so uh, I think Bad she's idea. good go to go. Bad idea. I said I had an okay. idea. Oh, <laughs> I'm about to say, how dare you? Um, nah, I yeah, I, I had I, an I, idea. I like it. I'm a fan of Alexis Bliss, too, so I was glad to see them two work each other. Um, I want to see where they're going to take both of them. I'm excited. You know, let them go. I'm, let hoping, them fly. I'm hoping that they do what they already pretty much orchestrated and saying that Naomi can carry the belt into her hometown. WrestleMania. Oh, her hometown. Yeah, WrestleMania. Yeah, where WrestleMania is. Because you you know how her entrance is going to be, like, phenomenal for Mania. Yes. Yes. And she she took that slide last night. When she slid, she slid literally, like, half the ramp. So I was like, yes. So I imagine her doing that on that WrestleMania ramp. (laughs) <laughs> you know, the WrestleMania rap is like huge. 
So I want to see how far she slide with that. Got that WrestleMania rap. But yes. you pretty much hit the hammer, hit the nail on the head with um what you said, and I couldn't have put it any better. It's good to see an African American go over like that for a belt. She busted her hump. She right. she was bumped from a WrestleMania, WrestleMania twenty nine. You and I know that very well. But she was bumped from a WrestleMania. She did the whole reality show thing. You know, she she married. Her husband is also a wrestler. You know, he's one of the Usos. And it was in her uh, father-in-law is out doing the Indies now, talking about Rakichi, that she was able to win and do well for just herself and her race and her family. Because her family is a wrestler. They're, they're a wrestling family. And it felt good. And I was pulling for her. I'm like, oh, I hope she doesn't have to lie down. But when she went over, I actually popped. And then mm-hmm. the reaction afterwards, everybody started chanting, you deserve it. But they say that to everybody. Yeah. But it kind of killed me because they do say that to everybody. But I'm glad they did chant it for her. Because I think that's what got her when they heard, when she heard, like, you deserve it. Because she's been there a while. And the other chick ain't even there no more. Uh, Cameron. Cameron, yeah. I know she's like, Ugh. yeah, she's like, probably <laughs> like, boom, here's the middle finger. I'm still here. They so just say you deserve it to everybody. They say this is awesome and holy shit, too much. But you know, yeah, this is awesome. It has to go. Not everything is awesome. Like, stop. Oh, you jumped off the top rope. This is awesome. No, this it's is not. awesome. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Like, okay, you, we've seen this before. Like, stop <laughs> stop just saying it just to be heard on TV. Right. It's wholly S-worthy either. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But the Would actual elimination main... chamber match, yeah. Yeah, I was just about to talk about that. Which led into the... Um, the actual Elimination Chamber match, and I thought it was good. I thought it was really good. AJ Styles, <laughs> again, took five people, tied them on his back, <laughs> and said, let's go for a ride. Hey, wait, what? He, AJ Styles started that match off and finished that match. And took some okay. big ass bumps. You're and saying took that some he carried each person in that match? Is that what you're saying? I'm not saying he carried each person. Maybe I'll let me reframe that. Let me rephrase that. Rephrase that. He carried he a lot of that match. People. I changed it. That's the whole. Okay. <laughs> let me change it. Because Dean took a lot of big bumps too. Yeah, he's used to doing stuff like that. So I'm like, what are you but talking AJ, about? AJ AJ took us like a um AJ took a lot of bumps Mark. on that steel. Oh my gosh. On that steel. First of AJ all, style. if you look at the actual structure of the elimination chamber this year, they did a lot of extra padding this year, so stop with the steel. I think steel that whole the whole black part like between the actual ring and the the cage, that was black padding this time. Okay, they made you it sure that more friendly. No, that was black. I had to look again. If you notice, when they took a bump on it, it didn't make that steel sound. 
Now, I'll Mr. Booker Cage. Yeah, please look again. They definitely made again. it more bump friendly this year. Anyone please call to back me up. They go call and call and give you opinion. The only thing I didn't like, but I give him credit because he he's not gonna kill himself. Is the Miz? The Miz <laughs> he was so scared. <laughs> the Miz was all but three minutes, four minutes in that match. He was in yeah. and out, <laughs> and I thought it was funny. And I thought it was hilarious. So I give him credit. And probably building more heat with him and Daniel Bryant. You know, Bryant yeah. thinks he wrestles like a coward, and he pretty much went out like a coward. I thought it was funny. Um, he used those crappy kicks. <laughs> yeah, the, the kicks were bad. They yeah. were bad. Uh, Cena, Super Cena, but Cena got pinned. Uh, he was one of the last three and got pinned, which I was like, oh, get out of town. Mm-hmm. Which left Bray. Okay, let me back up. The first one to eliminate was Baron Corbin with a roll yep. up, which I thought was stupid. Which I thought was really stupid because he pretty much squashed everybody and he was the last man standing waiting for the Miz to come out and he got rolled up by Dean. Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose. Then he beats the shit out of Dean. Yeah. And who pinned Dean at the The Miz pinned the Dean. Miz. Which I was like, okay, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, opportunist. And then the Miz went out, and that's what left uh, Bray Wyatt, AJ Styles, and John Cena. And John Cena was pinned by um, Bray Wyatt, which left AJ and Wyatt, and I knew where it was going from there. Because with um, Randy Orton, you know, winning the Royal Rumble, I said to myself right then, okay, Bray's going to win it. The bill for the WrestleMania match. And Bray Wyatt is the new WWE heavyweight champion. Yeah, WWE. WWE heavyweight champion. And he's going to go into WrestleMania to face Randy Orton. So expect a whole bunch of disappearing acts and creepy stuff going into WrestleMania. Blah, blah, blah. I saw it come. Stevie wanted to see that coming. <laughs> but it um it ended... I thought it was a very good pay per view. I was entertained a lot of the a lot of the show, especially the main event. I was entertained. I was like, okay, how's this going to go? It was very good. And um, WrestleMania around the corner is pretty much telling you it's going to be Orton, Wyatt. I'm still thinking Cena, Taker, Brock, Goldberg, and that's pretty much the matches that they laid out so far. Mm-hmm. So it's shaping WrestleMania is starting to shape up now. What's your opinion, Alicia? It's just funny looking at like the stark contrast between a SmackDown pay per view and a Raw pay per view. You know, it's really refreshing not seeing Roman Reigns and you know, but I think SmackDown is the better brand wrestling wise and story wise too. Really, um, it's less you know, like gimmicky and it's just fun to see like the upcoming stars are clearly on SmackDown. You see somebody like Baron Corbin and if there's any light in WWE, that's for the future. He's one of them. And I'm excited to see, you know, him. 
obviously he's going to face Ambrose one day, you know, in a big match, and it might be for the title. And I think the Intercontinental title is a perfect um, title for Corbin to have to start off with. So I'm excited. SmackDown's great, better than Raw. <laughs> and Raw's coming back to Philly March 27th, not- which is, yeah, which is the Raw before WrestleMania, and I'm not going either. I have no desire to. <laughs> it is what it is. If anything, I'm curious to where the SmackDown is going to be before WrestleMania because I'd like to go to that one. Be I totally agree. Yeah. Say what? Probably in like Hershey or Pittsburgh or yeah, something Jersey like that. or something. Yeah. SmackDown's kicking rolls behind, and I even think NXT's kicking rolls behind. Um, oh, speaking yeah. of NXT, speaking yeah. of NXT. Last, um, we're gonna finish up this wrestling segment. Then we'll take commercial, and then we'll come back with Sixer stuff and blah 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 blah. But NXT, it was a cold Thursday night. But it was hot in the Tower Theater. But it was hot in the Tower Theater. First, I start the story off. First, it was this major snowstorm coming. Everybody was so scared. So this this snow flurry hit, and we still went to go see NXT. It wasn't nothing going to stop me. Even if it did snow, I was going to find some type of way to get into that tower theater. I wanted to see this show, and I'm glad I did. One, I want to thank you publicly again, Felicia, for getting the tickets. I owe you huge. I appreciate it. The tickets time. were great. We had a great time. We were sitting so close. You could see the sweat off people's foreheads. It was crazy. Um, good show. Good show. It yeah. was good to see some of the up-and-coming up stars <laughs> bust that. I could say that 50 times. Uh, bust their humps to really put on a show for us, and it was good. And the crowd was really into a typical Philly crowd, and they made fun of this dude with these red sneakers. Oh, my God. And they harassed him the entire match and to the end of the show. It was just crazy. And I thought it was hilarious because typical Philly fans, and it was funny. And it's very interesting. Even the people who were working the show were over there laughing their asses off. Talk about this guy, red shoes. Let's go, red shoes. I got red shoes. But that was his fault for wearing them red ass shoes in that match. Hey, I mean, it, got, man. it got people talking. <laughs> it did get people talking. The main event was um, Nakamura and DIY versus the Authors of Pain and Bobby Roode. I wish they would have split that up into two different matches because. Yeah. When they put the match, the card lineup on uh, <laughs> WrestleView the next day, because, you know, I go to WrestleView quite often. So when they put the match lineup on WrestleView, I'm like, okay, you had eight matches. You could have got rid of one match and split those two up. I'd have rather seen Nakamura, Bobby Roode, and mm-hmm. Authors of Pain, DYI, just go at it. I don't didn't necessarily think you should have put them in a six-man. And then I've seen other shows after that. And um, they put Nakamura in another tag match right after that. It was Nakamura and um, uh, Cassius Ono 
versus uh, two people. I forget who two people they tagged against. Mm-hmm. But the first thing I noticed was him in the tag match. I said, okay, Nakamura must really be injured. Injured still. And they're yeah. covering his injury because they're putting him in tag match and not letting him work singles quite yet. So I kind of understand why they did it. It's just that. What the hell? Sorry about that. It's just that um <laughs> people try to call me. I'm on, you know what time I do the radio show. Why would you try to call me now? That's the second call to try to come through. Anyway. Um, Tell them to call the show. <laughs> as they should be. Um, what was I about to say? I was trying to thought now. Nakamura is a great wrestler. I wanted to see him work live. And I'm a Bobby Roode mark. I definitely wanted to see him work singles. But it was what it was. And it told the story, and I appreciate it. Plus, I liked Arthur's of Pain, too. And it was cool. It was cool. Arthur's of Pain minus... Uh, Paul Ellery, so I guess Paul Ellery doesn't make road appearances because he probably owns dirt. So he only <laughs> does the tape stuff, which it is what it is. Your views, Felicia. I, every time NXT comes around here, I go, and it's just been a great show, consistently great every time. So I really enjoyed it. Most of all, I enjoyed the company I was with, so... Thank you for going with me. I'm glad you finally made it out to an NXT show. And um, see you at the next one. <laughs> oh, I'll definitely be coming back. I'd rather go yeah. in and go to a Raw. Absolutely. I would rather go and, to that than go to a Raw. Yes, and next year NXT TakeOver will be in Philadelphia at the Wells Fargo yes. Center. We're going to be there, no doubt. If anybody that doesn't know, the Royal Rumble is in Philly next year, and they're doing the entire Four days. weekend. Four yes. days. So that is that's the takeover, the pay-per-view, the Raw, and the SmackDown all at the Wells Fargo. Yes. That's incredible. That is incredible. That's huge. So That's huge. It is. It is. It's huge. So start putting your money away. I'm just talking now. I'm talk, not talking about you. I'm talking about Anybody that's no, I need to. <laughs> I, I <laughs> really need to. <laughs> Put all your money away because that is going to be an incredible four days. And I at least want to do takeover. Definitely, I want to do takeover. Definitely, I want to do takeover. I want to do the Rumble and I want to do SmackDown. Raw might be the one that I'll sit out. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> Me too. I'll save my money and put it towards better seats for another show. Raw is the one I don't want to see. And it's a damn shame. <laughs> but I definitely want to do the takeover. That's the definite. Yes. And with the Royal Rumble, you know, I get excited about it every year. I just hope it pans out. Because the last time they did the Royal Rumble in Philly, you guys didn't want to let the Usos leave the parking lot. Hey, that's what happens when you're related to Joe and Alive. <laughs> You do not no. know that is Roman Reigns' government name. Say it again, Joe. What's your last name? Was it Anoa'i? Anoa'i? Wow. So how the hell did they get Roman Reigns from that? Oh, wow. no. Wow. Anyway. The same way they got Adam Rose from, what was his name? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, 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 Kruger. 
Yeah, Leo Kruger. Yeah. With the Leo Kruger? Something like that. Yeah, you're yes. right. Yes, it was. I don't know. The Adam Rhodes, the Adam Rhodes character could have got over. I think it they getting rushed over. through it. They rushed through it. I think if you gave him more time, it could have took off. <laughs> sidetrack. Any. Yeah, sidetrack. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, let me, let's take this commercial break. Then we'll come back with the Sixers rumors. Sixers rumors. And um, I want to talk about Charles Oakley and what happened with the New York Knicks. And um, then we'll do a movie review. <clears throat> we'll talk about some Valentine's Day stuff. And then we'll put a bow on it and send it home. Big Daddy's Hard Talk, Volume 57. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence, or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of corn in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause, www.caseyscause.com. Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our store is voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. 
Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stories page on Facebook. And we're back. Big Daddy's Hard Talk, Volume 57. I am Big Daddy, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, my beautiful co-host, and my oh-so-vivacious co-host, Alicia Brown. (laughs) What's up, everyone? (laughs) What'd you say? Uh, Nothing. I said, what's up, everyone? (laughs) One more quick WWE news that I forgot. Congratulations to the newest inductee. I saw that earlier. Yes, in the um, WWE Hall of Fame, who is well deserving of this. Yeah, he is. And that is Theodore R. Long, Teddy Long, whatever you want to call him. Teddy Long will be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. If you ever listen to this brother's story, you will know that this brother deserves yes. to be in the Hall of Fame. He started out, and this, and this just talks about perseverance. This talks about paying your dues in the wrestling business. Started out, I can, I'm just gonna be real quick, quick with this, Alicia. I just wanted, I had to get this out. No, I, yeah, sure. I, have a, I actually have a Teddy Long story too. So go ahead. Okay, cool. Teddy Long started out in this business. Carrying the ring stuff back, like setting up the ring, yes. and was carrying back coats from the ring to the back. This is what Teddy Long did, hoping for a chance to be able to referee a match. Why he was doing this, he was doing this down south while they were still racist and being called a nigger by uh, Ole Anderson, Ric Flair, and a couple of the other guys in the back. Yeah, was calling him a nigger, and he would talk about that. And he, one time he was in a meeting, and Ole was back there, and Thunderbolt Patterson was back there. He told this story, and he went, and Ole went to Thunderbolt and said, how many niggers do I need on one show? And Thunderbolt mm-hmm. said, only one nigger. I'm the only nigger you need on these shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Theodore kept his head down. He kept working hard. He kept doing what he's supposed to do, driving the boys around, doing whatever he had to do. Then they finally started him reffing. He was in a match reffing at one time. Only Cook turned around and said, get your hands off me, nigga, during the match. Teddy kept going along. They let him start managing people. He managed the skyscrapers. He managed Doom. He managed a couple other people. Uh, What's that? Ice Train. Ice Train, and um, Scott Norton, he, he managed a couple of different tag teams. He made his way into the WWE as a referee, and then, they, you know, he went through the things with, the, uh, with that, and he started managing in the WWE, and then he ended up being a, the general manager on SmackDown. This brother been in the, uh, WWE, in the wrestling business for years and never caused a wave. He just kept his head to the grind, to the no, you know, to the grindstone. He had one of the funniest skits. I still could go back and watch and crack up was when he was supposed to marry um, Crystal, which is Bobby Lashley's ex-wife, because I think they divorced. 
But um, at the time, he's going to marry her, and they did the whole wedding ceremony where Bruce Bruce was the minister, and this whole thing is going on with this wedding, and the Godfather comes down with the whole train, and I crack up every time. Uh, Teddy Long's uh, groomsman was um, uh, Butch Reed and Ron Simmons, and halfway through that, you know, Ron had to let out a damn, and it was just hilarious to me. Good for Teddy Long. Mm-hmm. I guess he's going to be the one African-American pick this year, Aww. and it couldn't have been a better person. Go ahead, Felicia. Uh, it's sad that they do the Hall of Fame that way anyway. African-American, the woman, the, yeah, uh, that's it. Um, the anyway, tag team. I met, yep. I had the pleasure of meeting Teddy Long about 10 or 11 years ago. Um, he was out in the parking lot, one of the shows, and... You know, me and my uncle, we were really happy to meet him. And he was, like, at his car. And this guy, he was driving, like, a regular, like, red Honda or something. And I I forget. I think he was getting something out of his car. And we'd come up, and we're excited. And we're like, can we get a picture? And we're saying all this good stuff about him. And he, in turn, to us, um, oh, shit, I ain't nobody. So it just shows, like how humble he he was and I hope it was humility rather than him feeling like, you know, I am an African American and I'm still facing troubles, you know, in the back. So either way, I mean, it just shows what type of a good guy he is. Um yeah, he did club a lot of his lines, but it ended up being funny rather than, oh, this guy's terrible. So. Mm-hmm. It was a you know what I mean, player? <laughs> That's right, don't player. Don't get me started. He messed up a lot of lines. The, the WWE tag team, like, it, too much. <laughs> <laughs> I never had the pleasure of meeting him, and I always wanted to. But um, mm-hmm. I know somebody, and of course I know you and you met him, but also know someone else that met him and said that he was a really down to earth guy. Yep. And they actually hung out with him at this convention and he was just telling stories and had everybody cracking up. And um I can't tell the story as well as this person tells the story. But um they were at a convention and New Jack came in acting like typical New Jack and Teddy Long was cracking on him. And it's just funny. And I was, I would, you know, would really wish to had the pleasure of meeting him. It is what it is at this point. And I'm going to say this real quick, and then we're going to move on to um, your movie review and the Sixers um, rumors or whatever. Mm-hmm. I put something on Facebook. Anybody that's listening, I put something on Facebook last night just to see a reaction. That was it. I have no plans of getting back in the ring again. I do not want to wrestle anymore. My body cannot take it anymore. It's just that somebody had put that under a post that I put up, and I said, for shits and giggles, because you commented, and your comment was probably the best comment under that. Not telling everybody else I appreciate your comments, but yours meant meant the most because that's pretty much where I'm at with it now. But let me right. go ahead with what I was saying. I'll get back to that. 
But I just wanted to just because I took a picture in front of the upcoming um, KCW show, and somebody put under one of the comments, uh, one more match, one more match. So I put up, you know, how would people feel if I came back to the ring one more time? My family was pretty much no. You said the best. And wrestling fans were like, yeah, one more. And that just drew the line and showed me that people who really care know that I really can't do it. People who just want to be entertained don't care if I get hurt, die in the ring or whatever. They just want to see me entertain. But you pretty much said, where were these people when you was hospitalized twice? All these people that say, yeah, one more time, where were they a year ago? And I'm like, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say it quite like that. I said, you know, after after you do entertain all these people, um, you know, we're the ones that's going to still be there, you know, when you might need some, you know, therapy and recouping and all that stuff. So, yeah. This isn't just a ticket. This is a lifelong thing. You know, we're mm. with you for life. So we love you. And I appreciate sure they that. love you. But they yeah. love Big Daddy. The entertainment they love part the of it. Right. Mm. We love, you know, the guy that takes you deep off. So. Yeah. And, and I love you, too. And I appreciated that. And anybody that's listening, I'm going to put up something else later just saying that was a joke. Not really true, but that's just something because I wanted to get a response, and I got the response. I have no plans of wrestling again. I really don't. It's hard enough for me to get up to go to the bathroom and take a shit. So for me to climb back in that ring and do anything besides that, it just ain't going to happen, Captain. It's just not. And if my son posted that he would love to tag with me one more time, but he he understood. You know what I'm saying? And I would have loved yeah. to tag with my son one more time. I would have loved to have wrestled my son at least once. But it ain't going to happen, Captain. You would have cried. Oh, yeah, of course. I would have been balling the whole time. But We don't have enough cleanup power for all that water. That here you go. Here you go. But, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. Anybody listening, no, I'm not coming back to the ring. I have to play it. But I will be at the KCW show March 11th. Come on out. Support Billy Gunn, Two Cold Scorpio, uh, Black G's, heavyweight champion Lamar James, whatever you want to, you know, it's going to be a lot of great wrestling. Come on out. Support uh, Bad Karma, uh, Smooth Aggression. There's just some names that are going to be there. Come on out, hang out, enjoy yourself. The, the shows that you know we put on at the Derby Rec Center are really good, and that's a good weekend. And then a friend of mine's birthday is also that weekend, so you need to come out and wish her a happy birthday because it's going to be Yay. the day before her birthday. Yay. And she will be turning 25. That's a lie. I will not. People already, <laughs> people already think I'm really young. I'm not. I'm older. But that's a good thing. That just shows that black don't crack. Well, yeah, and I take care of myself. <laughs> yes, you do. Mm-hmm, damn sure do. Um, oh, my and, uh, 
<laughs> so with that, we're going to switch gears. <laughs> <laughs> and only really six is rumor news that I have that this just shows how rumors start. And I don't think it's true. But uh, that's why I put rumor that Jaleel Okafor is being traded. It's been traded because there was reports Saturday that he was going around shaking hands saying goodbye to everybody. And if you notice, he didn't play Saturday night. But it is now Monday evening, and he's not went anywhere. And there's another trade that happened in the NBA that already went through. So everybody's doing whatever trade that they're going to do before this All-Star break. Because right at the All-Star break is the trade deadline. So if it's going to happen, it has to happen now. But it hasn't happened as of yet. But it was supposed to have been, first I heard Jaleel was going to um, New Orleans for Drew Holiday. Don't ask to pronounce the other guy's name. And a protected draft pick. And I guess that didn't fly. And then the other rumor I heard, this is Felicia, the rumor you heard, that it was um, him going to L.A. for Jordan yeah. Clarkston. And an unprotected pick. And if that was the trade, send him on. Because Jordan Clarkson <laughs> is the piece. I'm sorry, but Jordan Clarkson is the piece that we need. He's very athletic. He can play the one, the two, and possibly the three. And plus you get that unprotected pick. That's my thing. If you want to put a protected pick up, don't trade him. We want an unprotected pick, meaning if we get a pick that's like one, two, three, the team that gave us the pick is are able to take it back from us. No, we're not playing that. You're not going to get the good player and the good pick. Screw that. Right, right. So if we get a pick, let's say the, the protected pick is one through five, and we get the sixth pick, they're like, okay, well, that's theirs. But we get, like, the second pick. Oh, we want our pick back. Kiss my ass. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. And I hope the Sixers don't do that. Right. So, Jaleel Ogilford is still a Philadelphia 76er for now. Maybe by next Monday it will be a different thing because it will be after All-Star break, and we'll see what happens. Felicia, your opinion. Well, you know, I do like Jula Okafor, but I like the Sixers more, and I want to see them thrive more. So um, anything that's better for the team. And honestly, anything that's better for Jula Okafor as a player, too. I want him to be able to thrive, too. So um, if he's not gelling or, you know, um, if he's like an excess with the Sixers, then he needs to go – to where, you know, he can play lots of time and grow and, you know, get more experience because he is very young. He's like, what, 21, 22? I want to so, say 21, 22 at the oldest. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it works out. And I'm just happy that it works, um, that, you know, it's not ill feeling. He was very respectful, very professional during the time that he was taken out of rotation. Um, he's a nice guy, really nice guy. I'm like in love with him. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I wish the best for him. I really do. And anybody that's talking about him, he's this, he's that, he scores and, you know, whatever. And he, he saved us some games. And 
you know, he did handle this professionally. So I wish Jalil Okafor the best. I wish his family the best. I am also in love with his father. So, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Do not do what you said you were going to do and boo this man after you met him and told him that you appreciate him. <laughs> and his response to you was, I appreciate you more. So do not boo him if he comes into the Wells Fargo Center with another team. I will stab you. Okay. Now, <laughs> I heard you out. One. Oh, my gosh. That's your natural ass, and you know what I'm talking about. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's your natural ass. <laughs> Two. <laughs> Did I sound like Gina? Um, where her and Martin was in the restaurant that time, he was checking no. out the shit. No, no. It's about now nah, you're. I, we talk about it later. Yeah, yeah. yeah she no. turned to Martin no, and I'm said, saying, "That's your natural." I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I'm just saying it, it, it didn't sound like that. Anyway, that's still your natural <laughs> ass. Anyway, um, <laughs> anybody. And I do, I love the Philadelphia 76 It is what it is. I'm brought down there to do one thing, and that's cheer for the Philadelphia 76 If you do not have a Philadelphia 76 jersey on, it just is what it is. And if he comes back, and he did handle oh the whole God. thing, he handled the whole thing very professional. And you were right about that. He really did. He could have been pissing a bitch, acting silly, not wanting to play at all. He could have, you know, did whatever he had to do. But, no, he shows up when he is put into the lineup. He put, he gives you 50% while he's out there. And he's going to do what he's going to do. And he really handled it nicely. And I did say to him when I met him, like, look, appreciate it, bro. I appreciate you. He said, we appreciate you. And I appreciate that. But if he would have just played some defense, and showed a little bit of hustle, it would have been Noel's ass out of here, and not his. But he allowed for Noel to move up that chart past him and made himself that trade piece. Maybe that was his idea from the start. Maybe he didn't want to play here. Maybe he wanted to be traded somewhere to a bigger market. I don't know. Just conspiracy theory. I'm just saying. All I'm saying is, if you ain't got a Philadelphia Sixers jersey on, you're going to hear it from Big Daddy. And I'm going to ride okay, you like so do you need to boo Ishmith then next time the Pistons come down? I did. Because I didn't, I didn't hear you booing Ish. Oh, my God. I booed Ish. Well, I booed Ish. And I liked Ish. I still booed him. <laughs> when Iggy came back, I liked Iggy. I knew Iggy's mama. I booed Iggy in front of his mama. Dang. I booed Iggy in front of his mama. And his mama came to me and was like, you can't do my son like that. And I said the same thing. If he ain't got a sense of yours, that's what it is. What'd you say? It's sports. It, that's what it is. I'm sorry. Who else got out of here? Oh, I have fun with Evan Turner. And um, another one yeah, who will but, come up to me. Like well, Evan was okay. He took a picture with my daughter. I appreciated it. Another one. Is um, Lavoy Allen. Lavoy Allen. Every time Indiana comes to town, will 
personally walk up the stairs and come speak to me. But when he played that game, I'm on his ass. It is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. And boy, every time I see him, he come up and say, what's up, how you doing, blah, blah, blah. Very nice guy. But it is what it is. So, anything else? You want to talk about chick before you give the movie review? No, I'm done. So anybody, so let it be written, so let it be done. Julia Okafor till I thought I'll be 76. Now, Valicia has a movie review. She went to go see a scary movie. I don't do scary movies like that, but she loves them. And I love the fact that you and your sisters are into that like that. And I love the pictures that y'all put up. Why y'all like to say it? I crack up every time. Aww. I think it's cute. Yeah, me and my sisters, I thank God for them. They're sick and twisted like I am. So, uh, <laughs> we went to and see y'all the love movie Rings. Yes, we do. We went to see the movie Rings, um, part of the, what is it, trilogy now? This is the third one. Um, is it the third one? Yeah, it, the it is the one. third one. No, okay, the second I, one, yeah, the second one already came out. It was simply called Ring 2. Um, now really? I see why this one is called Rings, plural. I get it if, you know, okay. you'll see it at the end for whoever didn't see it. But um, it was pretty decent. I like when movies do not have, like, well-known actors. I like when it has, like, a more, like, independent feel to it. And this did... Um, you kind of got to see the backstory um, even further and deeper. Um, you know, the girl story, the scary girl that climbs out of the TV and all that. You got to see her story and even like her mother's story and all that. So it was really cool. Um, I liked it. I mean, I'm not. I didn't have nightmares or anything, so it wasn't that bad. Nothing has scared me since like The Exorcist, kind of, and. The Conjuring movies are pretty scary, but um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I give rings like two, two seven five, two point seven five Big Daddy booties if that's possible. Uh, we'll have to uh, we never gave anything at point seven five. Possible three. I feel yeah, a possible three, a close three. Um, mm. I liked it just for the the story that it told, and it's actually really prevalent to like everything that's going on today. The way that they use like social media, um, the way that they talked about like the church, um, you know, and religion and all that. So I liked it. Go see it if you like it. It's not going to scare you or anything, but it it's pretty all right. So cool. Yay. I can't comment because I didn't see it and probably will see it. But <laughs> I can't review on that one. But we will possibly um, next week have uh, another review, uh, John Wick. Yes, and and don't I'm going to have. I won't do a, a 50 Shades Darker review for all the ladies listening. <laughs> now, my daughter went and saw that. This past weekend, mm-hmm. and she said it was good. She enjoyed it. So her mm-hmm. husband went to sleep, but she enjoyed it. She read two of the books. She didn't read the third one okay. yet. I read so it she liked twice. It. 
Yeah. And um and I'm putting this out there now. I definitely want to see um get out. So when that comes yeah. out, we'll have a review by that Monday. Because yeah. I think 24th, I want to go see that that first week. The 24th, that comes out. So by that Monday, we'll have a review on that. I want to see that opening weekend. I heard that was an excellent movie. And I'm not just saying that because my nephew saw it. I'm just saying it because I've heard different reviews already saying that this was the truth. As soon as he said, you know, he liked it, I started Googling stuff. And it's supposed to be good. So I want to check it out. We mm-hmm. want to check it out. <laughs> so moving into the Valentine's Day thing, it is something I posted on um, Facebook earlier. And I thought it was funny. Because um, it's this guy comes home and his girlfriend's in the kitchen. He's like, happy Valentine's Day, baby. And she's like, oh, thank you. So he had a, like a little gift bag and a bottle of wine or whatever. And he gives her the stuff. And she's like, oh, thank you. I really appreciate it. And he's like, so what'd you give me? And she was like, oh, you have to wait till you gift later. I'm going to give you this bomb ass blankety blank. Oh, my gosh. Coochie. <laughs> okay. So oh, my he, gosh. That's what she said to him. Right. But she said the P word instead. And um, yeah. he looks at her, and he goes off. And he's like, oh, so all you're going to give me is something you're supposed to be giving me anyway. Mm-mm. I went out my way to give you a gift to do this and do that, and all you're going to do is give me that? That's something you're supposed to be giving me anyway? And what if I walked in here right now with a bow tie around my Johnson and said, here, I'm going to give you this bomb-ass, you wouldn't appreciate that. I want gifts. I want a card. I want this and that. And then he walks off mad. And it was funny to me because I'm like, how many fellas out there really feel like that? Right. right. And I cracked up. A couple people commented and said, you know, said they were laughing or whatever, and they agreed with it. To me, I feel what he's saying. But Valentine's Day ain't a big thing for me anyway because you should be giving your meat, gifts, flowers, candy all the time. It shouldn't be a certain day that you designate to just do that. You should be doing special things for your mate anyway, even if you're opening car doors or um, pulling a chair out for her or if it's raining, you know, seeing that she doesn't get so wet. Things like that. Mm-hmm. That's stuff you should be doing anyway. So it is what it is. Because <laughs> this is a very commercial holiday. And people get all excited for this one day just to go out and buy a bunch of crap that you really don't need. It's going to be discounted tomorrow. I mean, yeah, well, by tomorrow. Wednesday. By Wednesday. Wednesday. And that's where I'm going to go get my candy. Yeah, I'm going to wait Wednesday when everything's yeah. 50% off, just like I did with Easter <laughs> and Halloween. <laughs> I damn sure went to the store the day after, maybe two days after Halloween, and got a whole bunch of fifty percent crap. <clears throat> and I would do the same right after um, Valentine's Day. Get a whole bunch of chocolate for fifty percent off. I ain't got no business eating it no how, but still, just to prove a point. But my question to you is. How important is Valentine's Day to you as a female? And you do have a significant other, other 
But yes, I do. Like, is it really like I have to have, or just is it just a love? No, no I mean, I, I have been single for a long time. So, I mean, not only did Valentine's Day not mean anything to me, it was kind of actually a bitter holiday, but it just goes to show when you do have that significant other, how much it can change. Because now I'm like totally into Valentine's Day, and I never thought I would get that way, and I'm so disappointed in myself. But, um,. <laughs> But as far as the video, I mean, I don't really see what the problem is. Yes, you should be, you know, pleasing your significant other, you know, throughout the week. But Valentine's Day is a special day. You know what I mean? It's like Christmas. Yeah, you should be giving gifts, you know, on and off throughout the whole year. But Christmas is, like, designated for that day. And, like, Valentine's Day is just, it's like everything you've been doing but, on steroids, magnified by, like, 10. So just do it. And honestly, I don't understand why a man would get upset because Valentine's Day really is like a woman's holiday. Let's just put it out there. I mean, it wasn't until recently that they started making men's Valentine's Day gifts cool. Like, they even packaged them, you know, for men. They're like, here's a wrench, but it's in a box with, you know, heart-shaped paper on it. So it it has Mm. changed over the years. But, I mean, to me, if your woman says, hey, I want to give you, you know, extra extra sex on your birthday or, you know, for Valentine's Day, it's just like them saying that they're doing it for your birthday. They even made a song about birthday sex. So, you know. But, see, (laughs) if if you're getting, okay, let's just be, I'm going to just put it out there. If you getting good sex all the time, Valentine's Day ain't gonna mean as much because you get it good all the time. Well, I mean, you, you do it differently. You do it differently. You do the candles. You do the rose petals. You wear okay, something then you different. Want, you it's want the right. romance, okay? Well, but that's the romance part, and that's cool. Yeah. And that's fine. But but just not say, okay, right. I'm gonna give you extra coochie. Because you're not going to give me any extra them, you know, any more than what I normally get. But, yeah, I understand what you're saying. We're going to light the candles, and we're going to put on right. the, 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 the red satiny thing over top of the lights right. to make it all F- red. The FF playlist. Yeah, we yeah, put on the FF playlist and, <laughs> and really get down with the get down. And I understand that. And I'm more, to me, there's nothing you can buy me that I can't buy myself. Right. But if you come into a room, and I'm telling you something that's going to turn Big Daddy on, it is what it is. But if a woman yeah, comes into a room and she got something sexy on, and the room is just right, and she got on some heels, and the outfit is banging, oh, it's on. Oh, my God. And that's more than me, anything you could buy me. Because you took the effort. To doll yourself up for me. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I get it. It means a lot. Because you took the effort to to buy this sexy outfit and put it on for me and do whatever else you do, and you come strutting in the room with that stuff on, oh, you're going to get it. You're going to get it good. That's just me. 
And on that note, I because <laughs> that really that's that's a turn off for me. But on that note, let's put a bow on this and send it on home. Alicia, mm-hmm. I thank you for doing the show with me. It's a pleasure. Today, um, anybody that's into TV shows, 24 comes on tonight. Raw is tonight. Walking Dead was last night. And I didn't hear that much feedback from Walking Dead. Normally I go listen, on Facebook listen. and I see 101 memes. And I didn't see Big anything Daddy. today, so it must not have been that good. Big Daddy thinks he is slick. I told him, and I put out on my Facebook page, that I would be talking about Walking Dead. So I need all of you Walking Dead heads, if you like Walking Dead and you want to talk about it on the show, call in. Please request it on our show's Facebook page, the event page, that you want to talk about Walking Dead. I'm trying to start a Walking Dead segment called Spill Your Guts. <laughs> Get it? Um, so please let Big Daddy know that if you want to talk about Walking Dead, he can walk away for a minute and we can just chill and talk about Walking Dead. And the show was good yesterday. Lots of developments happened last night. No one died, but they're setting up for the rest of the season. So, I have no problem with The Walking Dead. It's just that I don't watch it. But if you want to have a Walking Dead segment, I I would would enjoy I would enjoy the fact that you want to have a Walking Dead Dead segment. I welcome that. I will sit back. I will chill. I won't say nothing. I won't <laughs> hum and hide nothing. I'll let you. I'll let you Walking Dead nerds talk about your zombies and your nice. creatures or whatever y'all do. Oh, whatever. All right. So you heard it here first. Starting next Monday, President's Day, we will be talking about the Walking Dead, and I don't mean the dead president. Fill your guts next week on Big Daddy Hard Talk. So I will welcome it if you guys can have your segment, and I won't say a word. I will sit back, and I will be open-minded to the whole thing. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. I'm going to make note, you a fan. No, you won't. Yeah. No, you won't. No, you won't. I'm sorry. I just can't wrap my head around it. It's, it's not about it's, zombies. Okay. Yeah, it's about tribes, and you. people got food, and some people got firearms. And blah, 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 blah. I ain't into it. Just like Star Wars, but in an apocalypse. It isn't. Star Wars is different. <laughs> Star Wars means something. He's just a bunch <laughs> of people. Oh, 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 let's run from the zombies. Oh. It's not about when the zombies come and eat your ass, you are not coming in my tribe. You are not coming I am in coming in. You're going to let me in. You gonna let no, me in? You're not, you're not getting my canned goods either. And I want your canned goods because you eat spam. So now. No. <laughs> we can eat you, glaze ham. <laughs> That's another thing we're gonna start. I'm gonna start a campaign that says, "Who thinks that Big Daddy's a ham campaign?" And then the only thing that's gonna say is gonna be you, your family, and me and my family. You and my family, I should say, is gonna say I'm a ham. I ain't no ham. Damn. Damn. Hell. Anyway, 
we really got to beat it because we run the show on time. The show's about to end without us. Um, on that note, anything else, Felicia? Would you like to say before nope. we get out there? No, no, no. Okay, everybody, um, be well, be safe. Happy Valentine's Day. Um, I will. We we will be back next Monday with another Big Daddy's Hard Talk. Uh, we'll be talking about the All Star break. We'll talk about All Star Weekend. <clears throat> and by then, we might be talking about the Jaleel Okafor trade. So we'll see what happens. But there's three different types of people in the world. Those who don't know what happened, those who wonder what happened, and people like Big Daddy, Felicia Brown, and everybody that's listening that make things happen. God bless you all, and good night. Good night, everyone. <laughs>